1: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, EVTPFL. It's Friday. It is August 19th. It is 2022. 20, we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, it's been a while, my friend. How are you doing?
0: Doing good. I mean, I've been back in sports betting, but I, have, I haven't played a ton of DFS over the last month and a half. But it's 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 good to be back. Good to be back on the show. It's been far too long since I've seen that beautiful face of yours.
1: Well, I mean, you've had to look at Dean's mustache, get to look at like a, you know, a a man's beard again. So um, I, I get it. Yeah, it is
0: a glorious mustache. The lorax just hanging out in my house
1: it's something i don't know if i would say it's a glorious mustache but it's... all
0: mustaches are glorious the more ridiculous the human looks with the mustache the better the mustache
1: do we think we should try to get him to like wax it and do like the swirly like we should do that with it oh gosh it. i
0: may have to i think i have some i think i have some beard wax that he can use
1: yeah get a little swirls going um, yeah,
0: look like Snively Whiplash. If Snively Whiplash made worse life decisions,
1: I tried to talk him into you know how you do your uh live lock show. I was trying to talk him into doing um hot ones, like the three of us do hot ones.
0: Oh gosh, it is infuriating! Like the real problem with having Dean in my house is his food palette, it's just terrible. We'll go get Mexican food the other day. I'm like, all right, what do you want? He's like i don't know i'm I'm good with anything i'm like do you like mexican food yeah i just don't like the nonsense i'm like what's nonsense yeah you know the nonsense so onions yeah nonsense pico nonsense yellow cheese nonsense guac nonsense pretty much so i'm like so you like rice and meat that's what you like like, yeah pretty much
1: (laughs) yeah i couldn't do that um I ordered what's funny is I ordered um some hot ones hot sauce the other day and it came in today and I got we were having fish tacos tonight, so I got to try it out and it was fantastic. So um Thanks. Nice. All right. Enough of the shenanigans. We'll pick on Dean more, I'm sure. But let's play let's play the morning grind podcast and um and by play I mean let's record it and talk baseball here. We get started with Boston at Baltimore, eight and a half total in this game. It's a pick'em game Crawford against Jordan Lyles. Any interest here in cutter Crawford? Uh, probably not.
0: I mean, this has one of the highest totals on the board. It's pretty much a pick'em. It's got a nine total. So, I mean, Crawford, while he hasn't been terrible, been about average in terms of strikeouts so far this season, he is cheap and it's not an awful matchup going up against Baltimore, but. I plan on spinning up. There's a whole lot of good options all the way from, like, 7K to the top. So he's just not going to end up making the cut. Plus, you never know how late he's going to go into the game. He has gotten up to 94 pitches into the last three starts. But still, I don't see a huge amount of upside here going up against Baltimore with this total in this ballpark.
1: I mean, he's been decent against righties, but the problem when facing Baltimore is there's probably going to be six lefties in this lineup. So, and, I mean, Baltimore – has been a lot better recently. Um, so I'm going to pass on Crawford today. And then, I mean, I don't like Jordan miles on the other side of this game, 6,500 Lyles at one point was someone we could play from time to time, but I don't think I want to play him against a low strikeout Red Sox offense.
0: Yeah, no, no chance. Um, just not a good spot, it's a tough offense. And he's really just
1: not great.
0: Um, not awful. It's definitely been worse in the past, but right now he's, Mediocre at best, not a huge strikeout pitcher, so I don't see much upside, even at his price tag.
1: Let's talk um, Red Sox bats. I mean, Jordan Lyles throughout his career has just really struggled with left-handed hitters. So I mean, obviously Devers is one of the top hitters on the slate. Don't mind Verdugo, but I mean, it's not like we get a ton of lefties in this lineup. What do you like here for Boston? I mean, I don't even mind
0: Bogarts or Martinez. but Lyles, while well, he's definitely been worse versus lefties. Over the course of career and still slightly worse versus lefties, definitely worse at giving up lefty power. He's still not great versus righties. Um, mediocre pitcher landed on the right side of home run to fly ball variants versus righties this year. So he's definitely due for some negative regression, maybe the ballpark a little bit. Um, but Bogart's and Martinez. I mean, I know Martinez not been great at all this season, but he's sitting around 4K, Bogart's sitting around 4,300. Don't mind them, but yeah, it's definitely Devers and that's that's kind of the only one that I'm going out of my way to get. Anyone else is fine. I mean, it's a high total game and it's Lyles. Lyles can get shelled at any time, or he can have a great outing. So it's more likely stack or fade.
1: All right. The other side, the Baltimore side, You say Crawford has struggled with left-handed hitters. So I mean Mullins hitting leadoff here. Adley Rutschman, we know he very talented, prospect. Um, I mean, Santander. I could definitely see a mini stack and even a full stack here for Baltimore today.
0: Yeah, I mean the problem is the pricing right now. I mean, Mullen sitting at five point two k, Santander sitting at five point one k, Rutsman sitting at four point seven k. I mean, I'm not gonna say that they are overpriced. It is a good matchup cutter has definitely struggled pretty badly with lefty power so far in the season, but it's kind of just a spot where. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Russman's definitely better from the right side of the plate than the left side of the plate. So 4.7, um, even though he does have a split because he's a switch hitter, he's definitely not as good lefty. Um, doesn't have nearly the same power. So I don't know. It's kind of a tough spot. i expect there to be runs. Um, I don't know. It, you can probably make it work. Like if Odor oh, is in the lineup, I know he's not great, but he's a lefty with a little bit of pop, and you can throw him in the, your stack at 2K and still make it work pretty easily. But it, it, it's more of a pricing thing than anything. If you have the money, pay for them. But I'm kind of more prioritizing pitchers on the slate,
1: I think. We got New York Mets heading to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. Bassett against Nola. And this one currently sitting at eight total. Philadelphia, slight 120 favorite here. Any interest here in Chris Bassett? Not
0: really. I mean... He's been solid so far this season, but the strikeout upside really isn't there too much. Phillies lineup isn't at hundred percent, obviously, still, um, but there's too many other good pitches. And while he can get thirty point outing, um, more than likely he's going to end up with around five six strikeouts. Going to end up giving up a run, maybe two. Should end up with eighteen to twenty two points in the spot. I, I just I would rather go with a bunch of others pitchers right around the same price tag. I think offer a lot more upside on the slate. He's more of a cash game play, which don't really bother with anymore. So just because of the massive loaded slate we have for pitching right around the same price tag, I think Bassett's a cross off, but not gonna argue with it in GVPs.
1: If Schwarber doesn't play, which it sounds like he will not play this lineup is going to be very right-handed heavy. Bassett is very good against righties. I could definitely see, him going seven innings, striking out 68 hitters and putting up 25 to 30 fantasy points. And at 9,500, I think that's enough. So, um, hey, we're allowed to disagree. I actually kind of like Chris Bassett a lot today. So um, if Schwarber's out, which it sounds like from what we read, um, he won't play in this game. I mean, this is going to be a lot of righties and not very much power left-handed. So I think Bassett very much in play here. Aaron Nola, 9,800 on the other side of this game. Just absolutely dominated the Mets last time out. They're a tough offense to beat. Nola is an elite pitcher. What are your thoughts on him here?
0: I love Nola. Nola might be my favorite pitcher on the entire slate. I mean, Mets is not a premier matchup, and playing over Philly, definitely a little bit worse than playing over in uh, New York. But Nola has just been dominating recently, 31, 21, 27, 12, 39.8 points in the last five outings. He's been one of the best pitchers in the league so far this season, been consistent. He's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate.
1: Yeah, fair enough. i not going to argue it. I don't like any hitters in this game. Is there anything standing out nothing. on either side here? Nothing, nothing at all. We're gonna have plenty of spots for bats, and this isn't one of them. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, seven and a half total in this game. The Reds are one twenty favorite. Ashcraft against Wilson. Any interest here in Graham Ashcraft?
0: I don't think so. I mean, I'm just like he's he's fine. He's cheap at seven k, but the strikeout upside really isn't great. He has been striking out a bit more guys recently, um, but. Don't be fooled by his random 25 point outing by against Miami. He's not a high strikeout pitcher. Well, Pittsburgh is a bad lineup. I still don't think he's offering enough upside. And like I said, I'd rather pay up for pitchers slightly more expensive than him.
1: I think he's one of those guys. If you're running 150, he probably gets into your player pool. Um, If you're playing five lineups, he probably doesn't. He has got, at least a hundred pitches in nine of his last ten starts. Um, he, they're letting him go. Pittsburgh's just awful. This lineup is awful. Um, a lot of strikeouts, very little power. So if if you're running a lot of teams, I could see Ashcraft getting like 25 in this spot, and I think that's enough. Um, for seven k. Bryce Wilson on the other side. I mean, the Reds lineup is terrible, but Wilson is worse. Um. So I don't think I can pull the trigger on Wilson today.
0: Yeah, Wilson, well below average pitcher, sitting at 15% K rate while well, going up against a bad Cincinnati team in a good pitcher's ballpark. He's still probably not going to go over 90 pitches, by not go over 80 pitches. Generally has a short leash, and you're just – if you're playing him, you're kind of just hoping for, like, 15 points that he comes out clean and gets a couple of strikeouts. But I think it's more likely that – he's going to end up in the single digits range and probably not go more than five innings.
1: Uh, Reds, you know, the news came out, Joey Votto not going to play um, for the rest of the season. This lineup's awful. Um, Is there anything standing out to you for Cincinnati against Wilson? I don't mind this as
0: like a secondary stack. So, I mean, the main thing with Cincinnati is, well, one, they're not very good. But two, they actually have a decent amount of power. Um, I mean, Aquino, if he's in the lineup, Barrero, if he's in the lineup, Fraley likely be in the lineup. You can get those three guys in a little mini stack for 6,500 total. All three have power. Biggest problem is Barrero and um, Aquino are two of the highest strikeout bats in the entire league. Going up against a guy who strikes out 15% of bats, they actually have a legit chance to put the ball in play four times in this game. So I don't mind the mini secondary stack with those three guys or even them as one-offs for a cheap salary saver. Outside of them, i mean, probably not going with India, probably not going with most of these guys.
1: Jake Fraley is one of my favorite value plays on the slate. He's 2,500. You use him in the outfield. He's been hitting the ball very well over the last week, week and a half. Wilson stinks against lefties Fraley is just too cheap and should draw a really good lineup spot here. I'm with you though. I'm looking at this cheap, like bats going, man, I could easily use this as like a secondary stack to save some money. Um, so I mean, Wilson stinks. I have no issues. Don't full stack it in my opinion, but I'm definitely looking at maybe a mini stack here. Uh, any interest in Pittsburgh against Ashcraft?
0: I mean, Brian Reynolds, Coming off a two home run game, not the worst idea in the world. Um, O'Neill Cruz, not the worst idea in the world. Problem is, Ashcraft has been pretty solid versus lefties. So I'd rather target him with righties. And there's just no real upside righties in this lineup. Um, not getting a huge amount of power. Ashcraft against lefties has allowed like two home runs a season, I think. Um, so you're probably not getting a ton of power out of Reynolds or Cruz. So, I I think I'm just going to cross them off, especially in this ballpark.
1: Yeah, one of the reasons that I think like if you're running a bunch of teams, Ashcraft is interesting, is because I mean there's nothing on the Pittsburgh lineup that is appealing. Toronto at New York facing the Yankees, eight total pickup game. Gaussman against Tyon. Any interest here in Kevin Gaussman? Love it,
0: absolutely love it. Um, Gaussman. Been a little bit hit or miss rate lately, but his uh, underlying numbers have been really good. He's just kind of gotten unlucky against Cleveland, unlucky against St. Louis. Overall, he's been a fantastic pitcher pretty much all season long. Strikeout upside is there. Yankees obviously aren't full strength. They've been struggling over the last few weeks, just been awful. I could see I could see Gausman putting up a 25, 30-point outing here. At 8.2K, just seems a little bit too cheap.
1: Yeah. He's too cheap for his ceiling. I mean, this is a dude with a 27.5% strikeout rate on the season, 30% against righties. Yeah, he does give up a lot of hard contact, but like you said, the Yankees are struggling right now. You know, he has to get around Judge and Risso, but the rest of the lineup, I mean, they're missing a lot of pieces here. LeMahieu being back obviously helps the lineup overall, but does it help them against a right-handed pitcher like Gausman? Probably not. So, I'm with you. I like Austin for tournaments. Jamison Tyon, the other side of this game, I don't think I can do it. I like some other pitchers in this range. I could see him having, you know, six or seven clean innings here. Um, I mean, he did dominate this team earlier this year. Do you have any interest in Tyon? He's fine.
0: I'm probably going to stay away. I mean, Toronto's a very tough matchup. Tyon has been decent so far this season. I mean, sitting around 3.81 XFIP. Gives up a decent amount of home runs, but really just doesn't strike out enough guys. And this Toronto team really isn't a great strikeout team versus righties. Looking at full health, I just, they're too good of a lineup. Even at 7,500, I mean, there's worse guys you can go with, but like Gaussman sitting at 8K or 8.2K rather. I mean, even Anderson who's played well, Lance Lynn, there's so many guys just in the mid eights to, or mid sevens to high eights that are just solid. So he's just not going to end up making the mix.
1: I don't think I stacked against him, though. I think if I was playing either one of these teams, it would be a stack. Yeah, I mean,
0: for Toronto, going up against Tyon, Tyon's really struggled with lefty power so far this season. Um, Been solid versus righties at keeping the ball solid enough to keep them all apart and not really walking too many guys. And there's just not really any lefty power in this Toronto lineup. So home run hunting, if you really want to, it's fine. But the pricing is high enough where I'm probably just staying away from Toronto fully and then over on the New York side of things. gaspin has been good. gaspin has been really good. Um, Judge, obviously, I don't care who he's facing. You can play him as a one-off. But everyone else, pricing, they're probably where they should be.
1: I'm just going to stay away. Oh, Mr. Aaron Judge. Mr. 46 home runs in the season. Yeah, you could probably play him against anybody at this point. Um, White Sox and Indians. Lance Lynn going up against McKenzie, seven and a half total on most books. Guardians a one thirty favorite here. Any interest here in Lance Lynn?
0: Yeah. I have why is he under 8K? I mean, I get Cleveland's not a huge strikeout matchup. And I get Lance Lynn has a 5.6 ERA, but I mean, he's just clearly gotten unlucky. He's sitting at a 3.38 xFIP. Like home run fly ball percentage is sitting at 17.3%. This is in a team with an overwhelming amount of power outside of um, Jose Ramirez. Like I, I just, I don't own. I don't understand. It. Am I missing something? I know I've been. Away for a little bit, but feels like he should not be this cheap
1: still. He's kind of just been all over the place. Like he's had some big games against bad offenses, and I don't know, like I think I'm with you as far as he's probably too cheap. Um I mean, he's still a guy with a strikeout rate at twenty-four percent and a walk rate at four percent and an X you know, 1.6 lower than his ERA. So I'm with you as far as I think he's too cheap and he's probably still underpriced. It's just, I mean, DK has done this a lot this year with, you know, certain players and he's just one of those guys. Yeah.
0: I am I mean, I think one of the easiest builds is going to be Gausman Lynn and still have plenty of money.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Lynn is definitely in play here the Indians aren't like a big power team so they're not going to beat you with the long ball yeah Jose Ramirez is really good he's someone that you know could hit two home runs off of you but I think overall Lynn definitely in play here and as crazy as it might sound I think Tristan McKenzie might be in play too
0: I mean, he's been good. I mean, strikeouts have obviously come down a bit from previous seasons, but the walks are down. Like he's been solid. He's not. He's giving up a lot of fly balls, but I mean, there's not an overwhelming amount of power in the White Sox lineup right now. Um, without Anderson, without a few bats and a few bats playing poorly, um, yeah, I do. I, I think he's fine. Again, this slate is absolutely loaded where. My player pool is going to be a little bit more condensed because there's about five, six arms that I really, really like between 7.5 and 9.5K, 10K. So I don't think he makes the cut, but I'm definitely not going to argue. He's He's been solid this season.
1: The White Sox offense is just so talented, and they are so disappointing at the same time that I feel like Tristan McKenzie could go out and dominate this offense. So – for that reason, I have interest. Um, they've been awful. They they really have. Um, sh- they shouldn't be, though. That's the problem. Uh, any interest here in the White Sox bats?
0: Eloy and Abreu. Um, McKenzie, obviously, because of a decent amount of hard contact, a lot of fly balls. So taking the two guys most likely hit the ball, ballpark. And I mean, Abreu at 4.3 and Eloy at 4.1 not not quite not quite expensive enough so uh if you want it you can make a secondary three-man stack with those two and then throw in i don't know pollock moncata pretty much anyone else with some pop because interest mckenzie might come out pretty clean with six or seven strikeouts but he's decent chance of giving up a home run
1: any interest in the cleveland bats here
0: not really like i said i'm i'm just higher on Lance Lynn, I'm I, I'm kind of under the impression that he's just getting super unlucky with this three twelve BABIP. I mean, a lot of the underlying numbers are better than he was last season. Um, just gotten super super unlucky. Maybe it'll continue, and the prices just probably a bit too high. So I, I I think I'm staying away from Cleveland. Although if you want to stack hope he keeps getting unlucky. That's fine. If you want to play J-Ram as a one-off, that's fine, but I'm staying away.
1: Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on Cleveland stacks for now. Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Singer against McClanahan. McClanahan, we talked about yesterday on the podcast because he was the starter that was supposed to start. Six and a half total in this game. The Rays a two ten favorite. Any interest here in Brady Singer?
0: 8.3 K is kind of stuck in that range. I mean, the guy's been solid so far this season sitting around 25% K rate sub 3.5 five X Like he's been good. Problem is Tampa Bay just does not strike out enough to really justify him when you have Gaussman, when you have all these other pitchers right around the same price tag. I mean, the total super low in this game sitting around six and a half. It's obviously being played in Tampa Bay, which is, a great pitcher's ballpark. I have no problem playing him, but just because of guys like Gaussman and Lance Lynn, I'm probably just going to end up going with them as a tiebreaker over um, Singer almost every time. But if you're running 150, I mean, probably have five, 10 shares of the, him is not the worst idea in the world. I'm just, I'm not mass multi-entering.
1: I mean, with this game being in Tampa, Obviously, the low total tells us a lot. I mean, there's a lot of strikeout ability here for Singer. Um, like you said, he's at 25.5% Ks on the season. I want to see the lineup. If they roll out like five or six lefties, I probably don't have as much interest in Singer. But if they do roll out kind of a right-handed heavy lineup, if he gets the same lineup that they rolled out on Thursday, that lineup had 26% Ks against righties. So, that's where I would have interest in Singer. I want to see the lineup, but I do think that he's someone that has some upside in this spot. And then McClanahan, I mean, I'll let you talk about him. Everyone knows my thoughts. That listened to the podcast yesterday. I love him in this spot.
0: I mean, He struggled recently versus some bad teams, but he's still one of the best pitchers in the league right now. Um, just been unreal good pretty much all season long. I'll let him go six seven innings if he's pitching well. Ten point two K. I think I have a slight preference towards Nola, but it's not by much. I mean the total says it all. It's a six point five total with Tampa Bay being a two hundred favorite. McClain hands sitting at a thirty two percent game rate on the season. So add in that Kansas City has been kind of awful lately, and a lot of their best hitters are lefties, and Pasquantino and the Lindes. So, yeah, um, I think I slightly prefer Nola, but that's just because McLanahan has been great in the last three outings.
1: I think McClanahan, this is a get-right spot, said it yesterday. Love this spot for him. I think he has 30-plus point upside here. And, I mean, the fact that he's pitching at home kind of helps. And like you said, he has struggled recently. Okay, let's see what happens here um, in a great matchup against Kansas City. Any interest in the Royals' bats here? No. Yeah, I got nothing. And then I really don't like a lot for the Rays either. I don't – I mean, Brandon Lau, if you want to go with him on Fanduel, where he's been cheap, that's about it.
0: Yeah, I tend to stay away from all bats in a 6.5 total game on a 15-game slate, so I'm out on the Tampa Bay bats too. All
1: right. Moving on. We got the Angels and the Tigers. Two of the worst offenses in baseball. Um, seven and a half total here. Angels and 135 favorite. Sandoval against Manning. Any interest here in Patrick Sandoval?
0: I mean, I get Detroit's really bad versus righties, but they're just a bad lineup overall. Sitting at 7.2k. I mean, he's about above average pitcher, above average strikeout, saying around 24%. I mean, Detroit just so so bad and Sandoval will go 100 pitches. He's not coming in this game in great form, but I mean, I think you got to have an interest in him because of the matchup.
1: Yeah, I really wish he was right-handed. <laughs> yeah, if he was
0: righty, I'd be at 7200 I I would lock him in, but even at lefty, I mean, Tampa, Detroit's just not good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can pull the trigger on Sandoval today, but I'm not going to try to sit here and talk you off of it. Detroit stinks. Um, So, yeah. Manning on the other side of this game, 6,300. I mean, the Angels offense, not great either. This is a top prospect in all of baseball. First-round draft pick a few years ago. Um, Really hasn't shown the major league stuff that he's shown in the minors, and that's obviously concerning. What are your thoughts here on Manning at 6,300? He's just
0: one of the weirdest things, like strikes out everyone in the minors and then gets up to the majors and just has no strikeout abilities twice now. He went from 25% to 14 or 15% last year, went from 26% in the minors this year down to 16. He's giving up a decent amount of fly balls. He's not been good. The problem is outside of Otani – who is there over on the Angels? I probably, if I really need a very, very cheap pitcher, then I wouldn't be surprised if I take a shot on him because it's either him or Crawford. And that's kind of, kind of it at the bottom that you would have any interest in. But I plan on not going down that far. If I have to, then it's either Manning or Crawford, but I'm going to try and stay away because Manning just hasn't shown any strikeout ability in the majors.
1: He's had one good game against Tampa. He struck out five last time out against the White Sox. What do you think his strikeout prop comes in at? Four and a half?
0: Four and a half with probably minus 130 juice on the under or three and a half with like minus 170 juice on the over. Somewhere in that somewhere in between those two would be my
1: guess. I like the over on four and a half, not going to lie really, yeah, I mean, the angels line up a lot of strikeouts at the bottom half of this order. he sh- at least he's shown a little bit of strikeout upside in his last two starts. We know he has strikeout stuff, you know he has a good fastball and a good um slider changeup combo. This season, like last year when he was up with the big league club, in 18 starts, he had a 6.8% swinging strike rate. He's at ten and 10.1 through five starts this year. And three of those starts were against low strikeout teams, you know, Boston, Kansas City, before the trade deadline, and Minnesota. So I think he could beat this lineup. I really do. I think most major league pitchers could
0: beat this lineup.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I kind of have a little interest in Matt Manning and I definitely want to see his strikeout prop for sure. Um, Angels, bats. I mean, Otani's in a fantastic spot. Fly ball pitcher, home run power. I mean, this is a spot Otani could take him deep twice. Yep.
0: It's pretty much just Otani.
1: Um, rest of
0: the lineup's hot garbage. I mean, if you really want to, you can throw in Taylor Ward. I'm fine with that. He's 3,700. Stassy, if you really want to round out a stack, he's in there. But. I mean, it's probably just Otani's one-off.
1: Um, Detroit, I mean, I don't mind Javi Baez as a one-off at 4,300 uh, against the lefty. But, I mean, Eric Hossie, uh, I guess, as well at 3,500. But I'm not going out of my way to play bats in this game. Yeah,
0: Sandoval's still a solid pitcher. and Detroit's just hot garbage.
1: It's L.A. versus Detroit. I mean, seven and a half total. This says a lot. Houston yeah. at Atlanta, eight and a half total in this one. The Braves a one thirty-five favorite. McCullers against Kyle Wright. Kudos to the Braves, man. They have they have now officially locked up like this young core of hitting for years. Um, have you
0: seen the like? I I guess I just saw it written out like until what is it? Seven years, eight years from now? What's eight years from now? Until twenty thirty, they have like. Olson, Riley, Acuna, Albies, Harris, uh, Wright, and
1: Freed, Contreras, think, right? Huh? And I thought Freed was in that too. Didn't I think Freed. A,
0: did he sign an extension?
1: I thought he did last year. I could be wrong. I'm looking it up now.
0: I think there's one other. Um,
1: He's a free agent in 2025. There's yeah, one more there's,
0: pitcher. Yeah, who is it? Is it is it Kyle Wright? I don't know. They have, they have two guys potentially walking um, in the next two years, but their actual core
1: is Spencer Strider is twenty twenty eight.
0: Strider, that was it. Strider is locked up for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, the Braves are going to be tough, really tough to beat over the next five years.
0: Yeah, it's. I, I've never seen anything like this. They, they have they, Ian
1: I, Anderson through twenty twenty seven too. Oh, Gosh. Yeah,
0: they they have minimum five years of. If by the way, if you're if you want to bet a future, um, right now, by far the best odds, not even remotely close, is uh, Atlanta plus twelve hundred. I've been hammering it with all my free bets recently, and got a solid fifteen k if they win at this point. I'm still going to keep betting.
1: Kyle Wright is twenty twenty seven as well. So, ouch, gosh. gosh. This team is in a great spot. Kudos to them, man. Great job. All right, Lance McCullers against Atlanta. Any interest here in McCullers?
0: I mean, he got up to 81 pitches in his last outing. I assume maybe 90 in this one, although I wouldn't be surprised if they really don't stretch him too long. Atlanta's a good-hitting lineup. It's not in a great ballpark. I, I'm I'm probably staying away from the callers at nine four just with all the other options, but not gonna argue with it. The guy's a good pitcher, but probably not worth it on the slate.
1: He did not pitch great in that game. If he was facing anybody besides Oakland, I don't think he would have made it that far. That's all I'm gonna say. Like his command did not look good. He was not generating a lot of swinging strikes. I think at 9-4, we just take the approach of fading McCullers here and maybe playing him next time out or something like that. Um, But his command did not look great. He wasn't generating a lot of swinging strikes, and that was Oakland. This is Atlanta. Yeah, they strike out, but they have a lot of power that can crush McCullers in this spot. So I'm going to pass on McCullers today. Kyle Wright. I'm probably going to pass on Kyle Wright too. Very talented young pitcher tough matchup against a low strikeout Houston offense I could see him being clean and pitching okay but I don't think he has like the ceiling to win you the slate today
0: yeah low strikeout patient team with a lot of power in Houston right has been solved but saying at 9k he hasn't been as good as he was at the very beginning of the season still been solved recently but probably not worth it on this slate going up against a team as good as Houston um any
1: Houston bats here
0: not really right still very solid pitcher i and we're not really getting a discount i mean yordan is great but sitting at 5.8 k is probably a little bit too high maybe mancini at 4.1 k if he gets a lineup spot maybe kyle tucker at 4.6 k but i'm likely just fading him
1: i'll say this um i've been talking about this a lot over the last month but your navarez we're really starting to get a trend that like he struggles with fast fastballs he smashes off speed stuff kyle wright throws hard this might be a spot to just kind of stay away from houston but if there was someone that was going to take him deep i would still put it as your navarez because he's good at baseballs i like the atlanta stack grant like a full stack for atlanta if mcculler's is struggling with command against this offense. This offense is scorching hot. Like I could see this stack winning a slate today. I
0: mean, I'm kind of always in for a full stack or fade going up against McCullers. I mean, if that, if that curve balls on and his command is on, he can mow through any lineup, but oh yeah, uh, if it's off a little bit, which again, he had several walks, I think he had 20% walk rate in his first outing going up against Oakland, which is not a great team. Um, so, like, I, I don't think I'm taking any one-off bats, but the stack is absolutely like play because he can, he can definitely get lit up in this spot.
1: It's a stack or fade. I mean, that's... You, you nailed it. You either stack him or fade him. You're not playing one-offs. You can chase one-offs if you want to, but it's probably not going to be the right strategy for you.
0: Dean's messaging me now say, I want to play the morning grind game.
1: We'll bring him in. We'll we'll text him when we're getting close to the end. He can he can sit on your lap. No. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. We're not letting him come on the morning grind game. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him you should text him back and say, Stevie said if you want to come on the morning grind game, you gotta shave your mustache.
0: No, no, I I want him to keep the mustache. (laughs) That was the one like he's like, What should I get as a wedding present? I'm like, keep your mustache.
1: Yeah, that's what what he told us on Grinders Live one day. Um, That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, we just got our wedding pictures today and just seeing the Lorax just hiding in the background of a lot of pics. It's beautiful.
1: Um, The gift that keeps giving. (laughs) Texas at Minnesota. Eight total twins, uh, 140 favorite here. Perez against Bundy. Um, Any interest here in Martin Perez? The guy's a magician. He's good, he's so good, man. I <laughs> you hate it, but you love it at the same time.
0: I mean, again, I'm not even certain how good he is. He's definitely not a bad pitcher. Is he as good as he's been? No, can he keep doing this? I feel like he shouldn't be able to, but he just keeps doing it. So true. I mean, it's not a great matchup going up against Minnesota, but and I prefer Gaussman, I prefer Lynn. But I have if you said that you're going to play Martin Perez and 100% of my lineup and your lineups, I would say, yeah, you're probably going to get 20 points. Probably going to get 20 to 25 points. No arguments here.
1: Yeah, I don't think I could do it today just because of how loaded this slate is in general with pitching. But, man, I am definitely not stacking against him. I, yeah. I know that for certain. Um, his walks have been... Really high here recently. So, like, I could see a stack working against him. But yeah. Uh, Dylan Bundy, 6,600 for Dylan Bundy on the other side of this game. Any interest in him?
0: Not really. I mean, he can't have a random good outing, but his strikeouts have been way down this season, sitting at 18%. Still giving up a decent amount of bombs. Texas getting a little bit of a ballpark upgrade into Minnesota. I think I'm more on the Texas bats. I mean, Bundy's always a guy that's given up power. I mean, Seager, Simeon, Garcia, Haim, Lowe, Duran, if you really want a cheap guy at 2,300. They have some pop. I'm I'm guessing Bundy's going to give up two, three home runs in this spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to play Bundy, and I definitely have a lot of interest in the Texas bats. You know, Seager, 5,300, Marcus Simeon, I don't know if he's still free on Fanduel, but he has been. Um, Heim Low, I mean, definitely a, a secondary stack I'm looking at today.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm searching for power, so three man stack is kind of perfect for that.
1: I think on the Minnesota bats against Perez, the the only way you could play them is stack and hope his commands off. He walks a lot of people. You get a couple big key hits, but. I'm probably not doing it. I mean, you kind of
0: target Minnesota for home runs, but Perez just hasn't given up many home runs on the season. I think mean, he's sitting at 0. 0.57 home runs per nine. Like the ball's not leaving the park with him. Again, he's a magician. So even with walks, he's still probably not going to get beat up that badly. And if he does, it's not really going to be accruing a ton of fantasy points. So I'm full on staying away from Minnesota.
1: Yeah. 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 San Francisco at Colorado. We got a core slate today. Alex Wood, Jose Arena. There wasn't a total out. It's out now. 11 and a half. And the Giants are 175 favorites. Uh, Any interest here in Alex Wood? 9.2K, absolutely not. Yeah. Not in cores. Not against a team that's actually good against left-handed pitching. I'm going to pass on Alex Wood definitely definitely not playing jose arena yeah let's move on to bats let's talk giants man um they're free they're they're really free like you can play one through five and play the two top pitchers on the slate um
0: yeah, i hate it, i
1: hate when dk does this i really yeah, do. it's just ruining things like there is not a hitter in the Giants on DraftKings over 4000.
0: Yeah, there's not a and they've got solid bats 1 through 9 pretty much. Especially against Jose Urena. Like I get he doesn't give up a ton of power. If you're fading San Francisco, you're hoping they pretty much just put up 6 runs by singles and walks. Like that's that's your only real hope of them not being in the winning line. Cuz Urena like, the ball may not leave the park a ton, but he, they're, they're just going to be put... Hey, it's, it's just so dumb how everyone's under 4K. It's just so dumb. Play, play them all. Just Grant,
1: Lamont Wade Jr. is probably going to hit leadoff. He has a 320 ISO, a 375 Woba against right-handed pitching, and he is 2,400 hitting leadoff in this spot. Yeah,
0: it's just... So stupid.
1: No, I hate it. Like, it just ruins the slate. Because, I mean, if you're fading them, you're taking obviously a huge risk that they don't do anything at these prices. You don't even need them to, like, hit a lot of home runs at these prices. That's the problem. If you Yeah, play they can them, put up
0: four runs in this game and still be in the winning lineup.
1: Yeah, if you play them, you're. where else do you get different? I feel like I'm more on the side of playing them and just trying to find... Places different. I mean, there's eight to 10 pitchers on this slate. So maybe playing the ownership game at pitcher and looking at. The well, Giants that's the pass. thing.
0: I mean, there's so many good options at pitcher in the upper tier. I mean, the chances of Gaussman, Lynn, Nola, McClanahan, Bassett, Snell, Wright, McKenzie, Singer, all those guys, the chances of them not like two of them, three of them putting up 25 plus is very low. And there's not a ton of other cheap stacks. Like again, the only thing I've really been interested in the cheap um, side of hitter for this entire slate is like Fraley, Aquino and uh, Barrero and all of them can end up with a goose egg. Like that's the only way I can think of be different is using them as your secondary stack. But then you can't even play like that. If you're playing them, you can't play San Francisco. That's the only way I can think of being different today. And it's just
1: infuriating. Yep. The Rockies, the other side of this game, they I feel like they're gonna be under-owned in this spot. Alex Wood, a you know, and Roll's name, he's he's really solid. Don't play any lefties against Alex Wood because he's a lead against lefties. I don't think
0: Blackburn's gonna play.
1: Yeah, so what are we what are we looking at here on the Rockies? Do you like anything?
0: Crone, Montero, Servin, all three guys with some pop. I mean, Wood is a solid overall pitcher, doesn't give up a huge amount of fly balls, but all three of those guys have some power. Not gonna be terribly high owned. Anyone else like you want to throw in the line, like Gritchick or Rogers? It's fine, but those are the three ones that kind of stand out as Solid plays going up against the lefty in course
1: All right, St. Louis at Arizona. Mikolas against Tommy Henry. Yeah, Tommy Henry. Um, in this one, the Cardinals a one seventy five favorite, eight and a half total. Any interest here in Miles Mikolas? Mikolas is
0: fine. I mean. Not a huge strikeout guy, rarely going to get you a massive score, but he's been solid throughout the course of the entire season outside of one start versus Rockies, but that was in course and he just, just Babbitt crushed his soul. Um, Yeah, he's been solid so far the season. You're just not getting a ton of strikeouts. You got to hope he comes out clean, which is definitely possible going up against Arizona. But again, with. With cheap bats and so many good arms at the top, he's probably just not going to make the cut.
1: Probably doesn't make the cut. I don't think he's a terrible option, but like you said, I don't think he makes the cut for me today. Um, Tommy Henry is 7,100, a lefty going up against the Cardinals. Nope. He's going to get
0: absolute crushed.
1: They're that stack today that no one's going to be on that has the ability to score 10 plus runs. And no one's going to be on them. Do you really think people are going to play them a lot today? Arenado and Goldschmidt, yeah. I mean, you can easily
0: full stack the Giants with Goldschmidt, Arenado, and O'Neill, and pay up for two good pitchers. Like, what other high-priced lineup are you really going with? I don't see any many people going with Houston. could see some people going with the Braves. But really, there's so much good pitching that these spots for good bats that you can pay for, which everyone will have the salary because of San Francisco. I think the chalk stack build is going to be a full San Francisco stack with Goldschmidt, Arenado, and one other bat that fits.
1: All right. Um, listen, I'm allowed to be off.
0: Well, I also, I
1: mean, I mean, for what it's worth, it's a 14 game slate, and we probably don't see any team outside of San Francisco push 15 plus percent ownership, but
0: Dodgers maybe.
1: Dodgers, but, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I love St. Louis. So, I'm with you. I hope I hope they are low-owned. Um, I mean, they're in a fantastic spot here today.
0: Yeah, I mean, St. Louis is just the best team in the league versus lefties. Arnauto and Goldschmidt are the two best players in the league when they're facing a lefty. Like, what they're doing right now, that's a judge, of course, But what they're doing right now against lefties is just—I'm sorry—I think last time I checked, Goldsmiths, Woba versus lefties was sitting around like 550. Arnado was sitting around like 480. They're just so good. Um, And looking at looking at Henry's numbers in the minors, he hasn't done great so far in the majors. Small sample size, but even in the minors, he was sitting around a 5.17 xFIP in Triple A this season. The guy is probably not ready, but it's Arizona. They don't have anything to play for. They don't have good pitching anyways, so why not throw him in there? And he's just going to get crushed today. So Goldschmidt, Arenado, O'Neal. I kind of don't even mind playing Gorman, um, lefty-lefty. DeJong, Carlson, Newt plate Play any of them. Full stack St. Louis, but Goldschmidt, Arenado Stand out as two of the top plays outside of course.
1: I'm going to say this. If because I always say this when they're facing a lefty, if St. Louis becomes a chalky stack, just play pool host over Goldschmidt. That's the easiest way to make your St. Louis stack different. Poulos with the pinch hit grand slam today. Whew. Dude, the guy, he has a 304 ISO against left-handed pitching this season. Like it's He's no joke. Yeah. Dude. He, still, he still gots it. Yeah. I mean, there's a
0: reason why the Dodgers had him last year. Like, ah, oh, that that's ridiculous, but
1: you know, he's 2k by the way on DraftKings, he's still 2k. Um, I also like the idea of playing Pulhos and Goldschmidt together on FanDuel. Yeah, uh, I got nothing on Arizona. Kettle Marte is banged up. Mikolas is a good junk baller that doesn't typically get blown up. I don't like Arizona on the slate. Yeah, I generally don't stack
0: against Mikolas. He may give up some hits, but not going to give up a ton of power, not worth it.
1: Well, this one this next one's wild um seven and a half total washington at san diego have you looked at the line in this game yet um
0: 340 minus 340 favorites for san diego and i don't think that's high enough
1: some books have it at 360 already there we go that's about right it yeah it's it's wild espino we're not playing him right
0: just now dude is gonna get dude gives up so much hard contact
1: fly balls right he's he's
0: gonna get He's going to get crushed here. I guess this is the other one. that I guess the Padres could end up chopping the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, Espino, not good. Struggles against both sides. Low strikeouts. He throws a lot of pitches in the strike zone, too. He doesn't walk a lot of people. Um, So, yeah. Let's talk Blake Snell, other side of this game. He's 9,300, and... I mean, this is another guy. Like, Washington is a beatable team. He just put up 35 against this team in Washington five days ago.
0: Yeah, he's been great recently. 35, 22, 31, 26, 21 over the last five starts. Before that, had a 34 and a 28. Like, he's been so good recently. Again, reason why so many other guys aren't making my builds because Snell is in a great spot going up against one of the worst teams in the league. Even their good bats and Voight um peruse i guess he's not really good anymore strike out a huge clip so yeah snell is right up there with noah right up there with gaussman right up there with lynn as my favorite targets
1: all right um i got nothing on the washington bats man
0: void versus lefty is fine at 3800 he's cheap but he's been
1: terrible against lefties this year for what it's worth
0: sir it's revenge revenge again even though I bet him to hit home run today and I doubt he's going to
1: Uh and then I mean the Padres the full stack very much in play here they're kind of pricey so maybe they do fly under the radar because of the price
0: I mean not really again San Francisco
1: is yeah on the plate, I, know. I know we have some mid-tier pitching options too so Snell or not
0: Soto Machado Bell, Cronenworth, Drury, Profar, Alfaro, play them all. Espino gives tons of hard contact, tons of fly balls. Yeah, they any one of those guys can hit a bomb. All
1: right. Seattle at Oakland, Marco Gonzalez going up against Cole Irvin in this one. Seven and a half total. Some books have it at seven. Minus one forty. Seattle here. Um, any interest in Marco Gonzalez? No.
0: I mean, there's too many other pitchers. He is cheap. He can get it done against bad teams. Oakland's a bad team, but
1: I don't know. Like, I'm
0: probably staying away.
1: They're a little bit better against lefties, but, I mean, that's not saying much because of how bad they are against righties, but I I just don't think he has the upside on this slate. I I mean, we're
0: not going to need that much of a price saving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not playing Cole Irvin here. No, no, absolutely not. I kind of, I like I kind Sam. of like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I
0: at the very least, I think that um, I I don't love the ballpark, obviously. But Haniger sitting at 3,700, going up against a lefty who gives up some power.
1: Um Ty France, Julio Rodriguez, Eduardo Sor- Suarez, like
0: the big dumper. Although he might not play, he generally. Not in, sometimes not in there going up against a lefty. Um, this lineup's loaded against left-handed
1: pitching. This yeah. might be one of those like secondary stacks that you could stack with San Francisco that no one's on. Yeah, I mean
0: J. Rod, France, Suarez, or Haniger—all great options. Um, all with a ton of pop. Haniger at thirty-seven hundred is just silly to me.
1: He's, I don't understand. It's too cheap. Too cheap um yeah i mean i like i like seattle i really think they're a team that you could look at today um as a secondary like you play any of those guys that we mentioned like even cal Riley, if he's in the lineup is in play i prefer you call him the big dumper that is right the big dumper all right last game we got miami oakland
0: there we go there's analysis yeah
1: I mean Sean Murphy, Chad Pinder. There you go. If you want to play either of those two guys against the lefty, go ahead. That's all yeah. I got. <laughs> Miami at LA taking on the Dodgers. Seven and a half total in this one. Dodgers a minus 250 favorite. Lazardo against Anderson. Any interest here in Jesus Lazardo?
0: 8.8K going up against the
1: Dodgers, no chance. What is this price? Like, why is this guy priced more than Lance Lynn? I I have I have no idea. <laughs> Don't get it sometimes. Um Anderson against the Marlins, he's just a low strikeout guy. Like he probably doesn't get blown up in this spot, but I don't know if three or four strikeouts is enough.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not a bad matchup going up against Miami. He has he's been solid so far this season. Granted, he's got an x fit two um, or one point two points higher than. His ERA, but it's still a solid matchup going up against Miami. The problem is, am I playing him over Lynn? Absolutely not. Am I playing him over Gaussman? Absolutely not. He's right in that price range where I'd just rather go with them. If you want to go a little bit off the board, you're just not getting the same upside. And you're kind of hoping Lynn continues to get unlucky or Gaussman has one
1: of his off outings. All right. Bats in this one? Anything on the Miami side? No. Just just now if john birdie wasn't 5100 i think he'd be playable today but 5100 for john birdie yeah not let doing that, that let that sink in just let it sink in for a second um let's talk dodgers bats here they're expensive but does it really matter i mean they're definitely you can afford them. yeah they're definitely a team people are going to be looking at in the stack today
0: yeah i mean Bats, will smith trey turner I don't even hate Freeman, lefty-lefty, anyone, any one of them. I mean, Lazardo can have a great outing or a terrible outing. So Dodgers make a great stack. Um, you can easily afford them. So, yeah, Dodgers are – I put them behind the Cardinals. I put them behind the Padres. But – and I put them behind Coors. But that's, that's really it on the
1: slate. All right, let's play the morning grind game without Dean. Ha-ha. <laughs> Stuck it, Dean. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today?
0: There's actually some options. Um, Lance Lynn.
1: Yeah, I figured you were going to go Lance Lynn. I'm going to kind of go off the board here and go Graham Ashcraft. He's someone that I can't wait to see a strikeout prop today. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Do you want... McCullers
0: or do you want Lazardo? I'll let you pick.
1: I'm not taking either one of them. All
0: right, I'll take McCullers.
1: There you go. I'm gonna go Alex Wood in course against the Rockies.
0: I thought you couldn't take in course.
1: You can't take hitters in course.
0: Ah, look at you. I guess we <laughs> don't really don't have pitchers over AK
1: McCullers. Yeah, I created the system. I know how to work the system. <laughs> <laughs> um, over 4k to hit home run, not in cores. Who do you got? Oh oh over 4K to hit home run.
0: Over 4 uh, i I'm going J-Ron.
1: I like that a lot. I'm gonna go Nolan Arnado. Under 4K to get two hits. I mean, everybody from the Giants could be here, but you can't take anyone from Cores. So who do you got? Yeah, I'm going Haniger. Oh, you took my guy. I knew when you brought him up too, but I did have a second one, and that's Jake Fraley today. Yeah, that was the other guy I was
0: thinking about too.
1: Like Fraley a lot. Probably just a one off because I don't love the Reds, but I like Jake Fraley a lot today. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Going to Atlanta. Lana, it is i'm gonna go seattle i think they're a sneaky stack today i hope not a lot of people are on them grant any final thoughts before we get out of here nah, it's good to be back it is it is it's always great to chat it up if you guys haven't already make sure you're checking out scores and odds grant's doing a ton of stuff over there videos turd bombs all that great stuff and there's a channel there's a channel over there on the road grinders discord where grant talks betting it's called grant's action lounge (laughs) yeah it's post the stuff in there all the time so i tail a lot of your stuff on prize picks because i live in florida and um yeah it works out get your stuff together
0: and get gambling kansas is beating you
1: i know well we had it for like 40 days and then they got greedy but anyway that's gonna wrap it up for Friday. We'll be back Monday. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Good luck. We'll see you then. Hey kids.